0: Good to have you back. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. We're going to hear from Greg Gard coming up here momentarily. I'll say this. Uh, today's a banner day. <laughs> it's just awesome. It keeps getting better. So uh, today, there's nothing in the house. There's nobody here. There's nothing going on. So today, I left the door open. I don't know if you heard it in the background. Did you hear my doorbell ring? A little bit, ring? yeah. Okay, yeah, my doorbell was ringing. And I'm like, who in the hell? Because nobody comes here. I get packages delivered, but I, nobody rings the doorbell. So I'm like, who the hell is that? And when UPS comes, they ring the doorbell to let you know that you have a package, you know, and then they walk away. So I never normally have my my door open to the studio, but I did today, stupidly, and that was the doorbell in the background. So I ran out during the. I want. I'm like, what? What's because everything's now here. I'm like, what's what's being delivered now? And I'm thinking maybe Kristen got something, whatever it is. I, I kid you not, for those that are watching on the live stream, this is what I got right here. Look at that. I got a box because we do the radio stuff for Quick Trip. So it's, it's a giant box, okay, this big box with all – it's it says on the front, no ordinary chicken, only from the, the quickery at Quick Trip and Quick Star. So you open it up, and it is – shredded paper now i haven't gone through everything i assume that i've gotten everything out of it it's this giant box and here's what's in it it's it's such a cool box so they sent me this it is a little cup of smoking sweet sauce and dip for chicken tenders right and then it's a coupon it says hey thanks for being one of our radio partners if you're not if you have not tried our delicious chicken yet Please feel free to grab a three-piece chicken tender on us and use our new dipping sauce. And I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of cool." And I went to put run my hand through the box to make sure I wasn't missing anything. And I'm like, "Wait a minute. Did they send me chicken in a box?" I pulled this out, I kid you not, if you can see it. It is a chicken wing on a keychain. It's plastic, but you swear to god if you if I put this in a dish somebody would try to eat it in a heartbeat. It, it feels, looks, doesn't smell real, but feels and looks real, right? And on the little keychain, it's got, you know, Quick Trip on it. But it's a chicken wing keychain and dipping sauce in this giant box. But a chicken wing keychain, I freaking love it. I don't know if you're weird like me, but I I collect koozies and keychains and, key and a quick, uh, quick Trip chicken wing keychain keychain look at that thing I it
1: thought,
0: looks
2: like a chicken wing i thought you're about to say i ran my hand through the box and there was a live chicken buried in there
0: yeah no that would have freaked me out you would have heard me screaming you would have heard more than a doorbell you would you'd heard a crash right through the window you know because i would have dove right out of it it's pecking the hell out of my hand yeah but it's even got like a like on a chicken wing like when they've got the little dark spots you know where it, it's even got that in it it looks smells kind of nasty, though, but it looks real, and it's a it's a keychain. Oh, my God, it's so cool. What a banner day. I get fired up over the stupidest crap. I really do. But thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. They sent us uh, the uh, smoking Sweet dipping sauce and a, uh, a chicken wing keychain. Oh, my God. If this day got any better, I'd go running out into the street and just shout it to the world, I guess. There you have it. You know, uh, Grant, uh, I'm not in studio like today. Didn't we get an all-staff notice that there was uh, tortillas and stuff and tacos in the break room? There are tortillas in the break room. I did see them. They look pretty good. So there's tortillas in the the break room. Uh, Did you guys get any punchkies during uh, um, Mardi Gras?
2: maybe they have a lot of parties downstairs yeah and th- sometimes they don't always tell a, you know how radio is sometimes there's a, right right there's a church and state line sales and the on-air people every once in a while I'll look down into the lobby and they have food set up like catered yeah. and they bring it in clients i'm like man if i could right. just you know grab one of those sandwiches down there
0: right forgot to pack a lunch yep, yep. give yep. me through the agree. rest of the day I, I, that's the one thing I miss about being in an office is all the stuff. I used to get bobbleheads from the national bobblehead museum. I, and I loved them and you know, the majority of them, I would, what I would do is I I would like them. I advertise for them and such. And then if I could donate them to charities and such, if they were really cool, otherwise I got a collection at the house of a small group of bobbleheads, but you know, we'd get bobbleheads and you would get uh, stuff from Summerfest stuff from the cream puffs would come from state fair and it's all fattening, of course, so it's probably great better I don't get them. But that's the one thing I miss about not being in an office is that stuff that would arrive on the daily and you'd go, oh, this is great, and you don't get that anymore. So I was talking about that the other day. Like, I, I don't get that stuff delivered to me, uh, not here anymore. And then this shows up. It, it reinstills my faith in, in human kindness, all from our friends at Quick Trip. If it had been a box of cigars from uh, Tobacco Outlet Plus Grocery, uh, I may have quit my job today. That's the kind of mood I'm in. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going back to the patio, and I'm going to sit back and smoke a cigar and chew on a plastic chicken wing for half an hour. <laughs> so, uh, Greg Guard says the only time that they got multiple stops on defense against Indiana was when they were really starting to trend in the right direction right before that damn fire alarm went off.
3: Other than right before the fire alarm drill, um, I haven't had a fire alarm drill since I was probably in high school. Um, where you had to evacuate, but you know we had that was the only time we had we had five straight stops. So maybe that was the code for them to pull the alarm. If Wisconsin stops us five in a row, let's pull the pull the lever. It's a good story, but that to my point was that was the only time.
0: I love it. Guard going deep into the conspiracy theory. Hey, if Wisconsin really starts to you know kind of get us, yank that fire alarm, man. Stop it. Stop this game. Yank that fire alarm. Let them regroup. So guard going into the conspiracy with tongue in cheek, obviously. Uh, then he says, "Hey, look, uh, we were talking about this yesterday with the defense, and the defense drives their offense, and right now they have some defensive defensive issues." And he said, "Look, it's not one specific guy,
3: but again, it's not one specific player. It's and it's sometimes it's not the guy involved with the ball. It's a it's a missed assignment somewhere else that leads to a domino effect, and and good teams will find where there is a mistake made. Uh, eventually, you're going to find the." the weaker link in the chain, so to speak, and take advantage of it.
0: Uh, tomorrow, it obviously in number 18, Illinois coming into town. And there's just this sense that they have to have this one. They have to, they have to win at home, have to have this one against Illinois. You beat a ranked team, but also tomorrow an emotional day as they're going to be honoring, honoring Howard Moore. And ever since the family tragic accident, it is obviously something that's stuck into the hearts and minds of many Badger fans. and, guard says how the uh, howard moore tragedy still still to this day is on their minds it's surreal um, not in a good way
3: um, it's you know, in that video there's a family photo that pops up of of howard and jen and jade and jennifer and um, it just it takes you back to just an unspeakable tragedy that has you know changed people's lives forever
0: he uh, said, look, when you think about all of that, he also admitted, he said, it's just been really hard to even think about.
3: You know, it's it's hard to to put into words what it, you know, and I ironically, as I walked into the coach's locker room the other night at Indiana, you know, that was where we clinched that in 2020. And that was the first thing as I sat down that day. That's what my mind went to in the same same locker room, same same spot and everything but it's just uh it's hard to imagine that it's been it'll be five years here coming up in may
0: um getting back onto the hardwood and what this team needs to do he said look uh when it comes to you know uh, teaching you know you want teachable moments on defense but the one thing that they're trying to teach is you know guys you know defense defense there's def- defensive statistics that can help you, in, in, you know, in the analytics side of things, but sometimes it's about digging deep within your own self to say you've got to have a better effort, defensively speaking. That's what he talks about.
3: Talked about, you know, the, the showed the things that were we need to get. A lot of things we did well, you know, specifically defensively, was a lot of the ball screen roll where we didn't cover up the roller um, as well. So, um, you know, it's a play here, a play there. It's a fine line. Um, I thought Indiana did a lot of good things. It's as well as they played in a while. So you need to learn from that and how we need to get better.
2: Bill, I don't I don't mean to interrupt. Greg yeah. Gregard talked about this after the game when he talked about defensive lapses. I don't think it's a, uh, a physical laziness. I think a lot of these miscues are mental. Like they lose focus. Right. You read what has been written and, and talked about with AJ Store. It's staying engaged mentally and staying focused for 25 seconds. I don't think it's a physical thing. I, I think it's a no, focus. It's a mental
0: thing. I, I can agree with that. There are times where I I would agree with you. I, I don't even know how to explain it. When you'll watch this team, and uh, when, I, when, I, when I taught my son's soccer team years ago, there was one kid that was unbelievably talented. But if he wasn't engaged in the play, he'd get lost. He would just put, kind of stand there. And it was kind of starry-eyed. It wasn't because of lack of effort. He just was... He wasn't engaged. And at times, you're right. It's, sometimes it's not necessarily the effort of putting the physicality into it. It's the know what you're doing when the ball is not immediately in front of you. You know, stay locked on your guy. And if he's not involved in the play, that means partly if he's not involved in the play, you did your job. You kept, you deterred the ball from coming to this guy. So it's trying to be able to teach that element of it and and trying to get guys to focus. And you had mentioned AJ Store. He needs to understand time and also has to score with some of the shots that he has at the opposite end of the floor because one feeds off the other.
3: Any system, it's efficiency, you know, and taking quality shots. You know, and you you show him the shots that he's missed and what type of shots were they. Now, he's missed some wide open ones. Everybody does. But by and large, it's the tougher ones and... and I say all the time, if you want your shooting percentage to go up, take better shots. So for him, it's understanding time, score, what's a good shot, where have we what flow are we in offensively?
0: Um, this one, I want to end on this, but this is something of interest and I want to have enough time for a couple of minutes to comment about this, but he also says, Greg Gard, uh, talking to the media says they haven't been connected defensively here's what he had to say specifically
3: no ours is we got to keep the ball in front of us um, but we got to take care of when we do get caught with two to the ball or trying to slow it down that it's the third and fourth guy you know specifically on the back side where either we didn't bump we bumped not physical enough it's part of the defensive awareness that i have talked about with specific guys that aren't as connected to what their job is away from the ball and how important that third fourth and fifth guy are um, away from the ball
0: That is, it's it's staying connected defensively together. We haven't been that. Is there anything that strikes you about that comment, Grant?
2: Well, you know, earlier in a clip that you played, he mentioned uh, like an offense will find a weak link, right? right? That's what's so frustrating about defense is four of the five guys can do their job really, really well. But if one player loses focus for a sec or his eyes start to wander, you give up a bucket, right? That's how defense right. works. Um, and I'm sure Greg Gard's pulling his hair out because they have two tremendous defensive guards. AJ Storr's got all the, the uh, athleticism in the world, and they have all the experience in the world. They're all playing in a program known for defense. It should be better than this. So right.
0: I completely understand Greg Gard's frustration. Right. And my issue I guess right now is, and I, I, I'm not arguing the point with him, but my issue is why is it getting worse? You know what I mean? Why is it, why is it getting, I mean, why now that things just are are, are going in a bad direction? I mean, this this is stuff that you, you would assume it's different. You would assume it's the opposite, where you start off slow, and as the season goes on and everybody gets more cohesive, that things get better. Instead, they started off really fast. Everything was really working for them. They were all working as a team. Defensively, everybody was doing things right, for the most part, and it's gotten steadily worse. Why? Because now is when it should all be cohering. And that's what I don't understand. I get what he's saying. I, you know, this Did we lose Bill?
2: or Did he hit the cough button? I think we might have lost him. Well, let's take our break. We got Mike Clemens coming up, and I know Bill can finish that thought when we come back. Three minutes. Mike Clemens will join us live from Indianapolis. Bill Michael's show. Back after this.
0: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
4: The Bears uh, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and. Mm. Uh, seven, and, seven to ten, sorry, and, and um, you know, it's, that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and, and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting, you know, if you could go into a situation like that.
5: <laughs>
4: Welcome in. Good
0: to have you. On a Friday, I'm Bill Michaels. Joining us now down uh, at the Combine in Indianapolis, uh, our guy Mike Clemens on the ground with (laughs) the sound effects of Caleb Williams talking about uh, possibly being the first pick for the Chicago Bears. Michael, how you doing, buddy? That made me laugh.
1: How can they make it so easy? Every right year how can they make this so easy on me i mean the kid comes up there there's a huge throng he's the number 1 he's the number 1 pick predicted that the bears will take it, you know the first spot he he doesn't know their record he, and he's he's kind of a jerk i you know there's been words about this in his time at usc right and and I, if i'm a chicago bears fan it's like why can't it be simple why can't he right. just come up there and say he's proud he's excited and the heritage of the team, and uh, sure, you need me to pee in a cup. I'll go to all the medical exams at the Combine. Well, she's not going to do, and he's not going to throw tomorrow. Why does this have to be so so complicated? And so yesterday, or today this morning, just a couple hours ago, it, listen to how he answers this question, the simple question like, so, Caleb, what is your current height and weight, please?
4: Um, it's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. Um, you know, around Aaron Rodgers' size and and maybe weight, too, uh, 215, uh, 220, and 6162. whole lot of dominant quarterback play? No, nah, no, not at all. Um, I don't compare myself to the other guys, um, you know, that's there or been there. Um, I think I'm my own player, and, um, you know, I, I, I tend to like to, you know, create history and, and rewrite history.
0: Okay. I, I Nothing wrong with what he said there, but he compares himself to Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, five minutes, five minutes into this thing, Bill, I'm not going to throw
0: that went Uh, viral today, by the way. Just so you know, between that and the fact that uh, the question for uh, Drake May when he was asked about he took a class for conspiracy theories that two comparisons today were drawn to Aaron Rodgers. Drake May for the conspiracy theories and then this for him comparing comparing himself to Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, that's special. That's special. And which teams, <laughs> which teams can hardly wait to draft any more of that crap, right? I don't think right? Joe Douglas and the Jets would just—I mean, he looked like he wanted to just crawl into the bed and cry when we talked to him yesterday. He's got people leaving from his uh, scouting department. He's got a mess of a roster. He's got three open spots in the offensive line, and he's texting to you know his current quarterback number eight. Aaron Rodgers. So you talk to this Caleb Williams kid out of USC, and it's like, well, listen, Mr. Hotshot, you know, you went eight and five in your last year there under your head coach, Lincoln Riley, uh, who tried to take bench him and put him aside and say, listen, you know, you've you got to get through this while Washington State was chewing it up with a nine and all record and won the Pac 12. Tell me about that season.
4: Yeah. Um, this is one of the seasons that it's, it's none like, you know, any other season I've had. Uh, to where I've been so close to being either neutral or or um, close to you know having a losing record, and so um, it was tough for me. Um, like I said, I'm a competitor. I like to win, and so you know being that close to losing was was difficult for me. But um, you know I had people in my corner to, to help me and 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 figure out you know the the energy and feeling that I was that I was feeling. I think it's important going into um, situations because there's nobody in you know. In the first part of the draft, that would be you know early in the draft, and I expect myself to go high. Um, it's kind of going to be how I went into USC, uh, where they were foreign aid and, and things like that. So just you know, just preparing for those moments, and I think last year was a was a perfect example for me. What? <laughs> I don't mean to be a jerk, but what? I
1: mean, you know, and 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 what is? What is Dan Orlovsky, former NFL quarterback, now quarterback and offense analyst on ESPN, what does he know? Because now he's coming out and saying, you know what, the Bears should draft Jaden Daniels, your Heisman Trophy winner out of LSU. Right. I,
0: is, it, I don't know. is it just
1: the throws, or is it this other stuff? So yeah. Well, speaking
0: of throws, I mean, Mike I mean, Caleb Williams, like you said, he's not doing. Any, he's just there. He's not doing anything.
1: Uh, yeah. 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 And so he was asked point blank. Okay, so we're understanding you will not submit to the. They've been doing this for 40 years. God bless Gil Brandt from Wisconsin for setting up the combine in Indianapolis. You won't take the simple, basic medical exams at combine, and why aren't you going to throw tomorrow at the combine inside Lucas Oil?
4: Um, I didn't feel the need to to go out and throw. Um, I played around 30 some games, I believe. Uh, Go ahead and go watch real real live ball of me and uh, see how I am as a competitor. Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Um, You know, not 32 teams can draft me. Uh, There's only one of me. Um, And so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, um, you know, those teams will have the the medical and and, and that'll be it.
0: Does he just sound like a jerk or is it me?
4: No, he's a head case.
1: He's a head case. Interesting. On the other hand, uh, you talked to Braylon Allen. Your oh good Wisconsin Badger running back who um you know he comes into a Paul Crist very Alvarez ground game tradition in Wisconsin and then his coach gets fired and they bring in Luke Fickle with the air raid and he has the injuries and so first of all I had to ask Braylon Allen today we talked to him about an hour ago what was it like going from the Wisconsin power run game when you know, he accepted he, – first he came to Wisconsin from Fond du Lac and started on defense, and they switched him over offense. What was it like to go into that Luke Fickle air raid offense last summer?
5: It was obviously very different than what, you know, people are used to seeing at Wisconsin. But um, overall, I think it helped me. I think it, it's helped my stock. You know, team saw that I could catch the ball. Um, obviously going to show more of that on Saturday, tomorrow. But um, had to pass protect a lot more. And those are two things that NFL teams look for um, in a back, especially a guy that's my size and, you know, is seen as kind of a bruising back. Um, I want to be able to put different things on tape. So I think it helped me in that way for sure.
0: I uh, I did, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did the Packers, Mike, actually end up meeting with him? Do you know?
1: On the first night. Okay. That's what I
0: thought. I thought they did.
1: Now, listen, he's only 20 and he's big. He's, he's mm-hmm. a very impressive kid in person. This is only the second time I've actually been around him for that long length of a period. And I thought that there's times – well, I think you sensed this frustration last season up in Madison and the changes that were going on. And then, you know, he has the high ankle sprain and all that kind of stuff. And so I asked him, you know, do you show those – some of these NFL teams, you're only 20, but here you try to adapt to the air raid offense and you can show you can catch stuff out of the backfield – and and you had to rehab that high ankle sprain. Still got back on the field before those seasons over. Do you think that can turn into a positive in the NFL?
5: Yeah, I think I, I showed that time and time again. And not that you know having to work with new coaches and learn new offenses adversity. I think, um, especially you know learning a new scheme. That's that's easy to me. Um, so I think you know playing through injury definitely shows my toughness. I've I've done it you know plenty of times. Um, so I think yeah, I, I definitely can fight through some adversity and. Um, I think it shows I'm, I'm tough as well.
0: Mike, uh, you know, coming out of that Badger program, it's there's been change. You had mentioned that. Luke Fickle coming in, changing up the offense. He's trying to show his toughness and playing through things. Uh, but, uh, you know, they did lose Jim Leonard. And you had mentioned that, you know, Jim Leonard obviously with the Denver Broncos, and there's a lot of chatter about Jim Leonard down there. So did he have much to talk about when it came to Jim Leonard at all?
1: Yeah, Braylon sold himself today, and it wasn't forced. It just, you know, he was responding to questions that we had. He, he's he got a relationship with Derrick Henry of the Titans. Well, how'd that come about? He says, you know what, I just sent him a message on Instagram, and uh, I showed him a picture when I was a kid wearing his jersey. He DM'd me, gave me his phone number, and I talked to Derrick Henry all the time. Of course, Jonathan Taylor, an upperclassman from the Badgers goes to the Colts, so, you know, he keeps in touch with J.T., but Saquon Barkley, he wants to learn, and he's got NFL connection, so he's very really balanced that way. And then what about his old coach, Jim Leonard? He was asked, what does he think of Jim Leonard, who's now the Broncos' secondary coach, their pass defense coordinator under Sean Payton and the Denver
5: Broncos? The best. Again, you know, one of the best football minds that I've ever been around, um, best defensive coordinator, you know, in college. Um when he was there, but um, he's getting a, a player's coach. I mean, you know, when Coach Chris got fired and he took over as interim head coach, every single person on that team was playing for Coach Leonard to get that job. And obviously, you know, he didn't, but we did everything that we could. I think every single every single player wanted him to get the job. You know, if it wasn't Coach Chris, we wanted it to be Coach Leonard. Um, and obviously, you know, with, with Coach Fit coming in, um, that mindset changed, obviously. But at the time, you know, Coach Leonard was, was the guy that we wanted. And uh, the, the Broncos are getting getting a very, very good coach.
0: Certainly seems like, you know, uh, many of the guys, like he said, inside that locker room really wanted to see Leonard get the job. Now, obviously, I don't think there's any ill will because Leonard didn't get the job, but it seemed like at the time, man, Leonard had that locker room.
1: Yeah, and, and I think he's got the ear of some of these teams, too, and he has a good combine workout, a good pro day workout. I can see Braylon Allen's stock going up after – you know, a, a very tough, challenging first year under Luke Fickle. And so Braylon was asked, well, if you got drafted by the Broncos, how, how would you react to that?
5: Oh, that would be amazing. It would be amazing. I had a, a very good interview with the Broncos. Um, I actually ran into Coach Leonard yesterday, um, last night, and got to talk to him a little bit, you know, kind of catch up. Um, it was good to see him, and I know he's in a great place. So.
0: Uh, real quick. Uh, I think uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk with Mike. But uh, Mike Clemens always. I got to mention this because he's always brought to you by our friends over there at the Bay Motel in Green Bay, which is quiet, cozy, comfortable, and just a mile from Lambeau Field, just down the road, not that far, stone's throw away, if you will. And the Bay Motel in Green Bay, uh, they have the Bay Family Restaurant right there on site, and the Bay Family Restaurant. Has home-style cooking seven days a week. Mike can attest to how good it is, especially that chili. Uh, the Bay Motel, South Military Avenue, Green Bay. Call them today for reservations. Uh, 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. All you got to do is go online. Check them out online. Go online to BayMotelGreenBay.com. That is BayMotelGreenBay.com. Live at the Combine down in Indianapolis, Mike Clemens still talking to us. Coming up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
6: Are you back to you know, what Jordan's done and what else has been built? Are you back to the Super Bowl being expectation right now? I think it always has been. I think it left. You know, um, you know were you know, five minutes to go in that game. And if it was square, I think that's where we were headed.
0: Welcome back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Social House. Big weekend plans. Sunday music back. They have uh, Monday night, every other Monday now. They have got uh, open mic night and karaoke and bingo and all kinds of great stuff going on over there. Stop into the Social House. West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. And they have expanded their parking lot, which is great because they needed it. Uh, Anything will help. Uh, They actually uh, paved part of it as well. But uh, the Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Stop in. Tell him we said hi. Joining us on the hotline, our guy, Mike Clemens. And the question uh, was posed to Brian Gutekinst uh, about, you know, obviously uh, the expectation now, is it indeed Super Bowl or bust? And he said, look, we're always of the mindset of we want to win. That's what we do here. So uh, Brian Gutekinst uh, talking uh, to everybody earlier this week, and there were some insightful things there, Mike, I thought that Gudi had to say, right?
1: Uh, a lot. And, you know, the main thing is they're not sweating it in Green Bay. As, as much as they were able to turn things around, get into the playoffs, they eventually lost to the 49ers and came up short. They've changed over a defensive coordinator. And why was what's the bottom line? Why did they move on from Joe Barry? And Brian said to me uh, in our closed session, consistency and attitude that it ebbed and flowed. How could you be up for one game and come flat in a game like against the Giants or against the Falcons, you know, games that you should have won? How about the Raiders and coming up with the plays when you needed to? And you also, you had, you know, an offense that was struggling, a quarterback still trying to find his way in early parts of the season. But I think that right now, and, and from what I've seen from some of these guys and little chats in the hallway the biggest thing that they're dealing with right now is the Jordan Love contract. And they have to get other things lined up. Now they, they got Preston Smith to rearrange, restructure his deal where they could save themselves about $2 million off the cap. They'll give him more incentives. He'll basically get his money. There'd probably be a couple of other deals like that. There'll be some free agency bumps. They're not really worried about that. But once they get that stuff lined up, then they've got to sit down with Jordan Love and his people and line up that contract. And that's the one I think that they feel to have that's the biggest question mark okay that's that's the big eight ball kind of a deal that they've got coming Mm -hmm. up but other than that you know you you talk to goody and say do you feel you have any glaring needs on this roster at this moment as free agency comes up in about a month
6: overall i think our team is in in good shape i think we have a a very strong roster but you know nothing's set in stone in this league and we're going to bring in as many guys as we can to be competitive And I would imagine that our roster will look a lot different than it did last year, like it always does from year to year. Um, And we're excited about that.
0: You know, Mike, uh, you're right about the Jordan Love roster. They can't do it until after May because they can't officially announce it within a calendar year that they've done it twice. But you you, you didn't get a grace period. You didn't get the four years or three years of a minimal contract with a guy starting so you could put all these great players around them. You had a one-year prove-it deal, and now you've got to pay the man. And it just depends on what they're going to end up, you know, fronting over the next couple of years as to how much money this team's actually going to have to spend. I guess it was a nice surprise that they got an extra $30 million to tinker with, right?
1: Right. From salary cap increase. Yeah. yeah. The league, you know, we used to talk in this show not so long ago that the league is worth is a $10 billion industry. That was 10, 12 years ago. It's right. $163 billion, $163 yeah. billion. You know, it's just mind-boggling. There was a lot of compliments about Brian Goodikens and the fact that Love, in fact, did turn out. The Packers had patience and that Love had the patience to learn behind Aaron for as long as three years. Maybe that's longer they thought it would be. But even Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jaguars, says that that's the way they've always done it in Green Bay. Goody did say this to us in the private meeting. He is going to draft more quarterbacks along the way. They think Sean Clifford is doing a fine job out of Penn State as a backup, but they've got to get back to that thing that they did when they you know, picked up quarterbacks every two or three years that, and they would coach them up. And if they weren't ready to back up Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, they got some trade value with them later on. So expect that. But you know, goodie was asked at, by, at, by the national media, how have you been able to go in this franchise for 30 years from Favre to Rodgers and now Jordan Love?
6: You know, we've always valued the quarterback position uh, very highly, but so has every other team. You know, and it's it's so it's such a hard position to play in the National Football League. Um, I think if we've done anything right, is that we've 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 always kind of addressed it and drafted guys and, and brought them in, and then we've also allowed them time before they had to play. I mean, that's you know um, that's one thing that we've done. Um, but um, you know, I don't. There's no magic formula. There's no. Um, you know, just a lot of, quite frankly, a lot of our scouts doing really, really good hard work and um, picking right players and coaches that really develop these guys and, um, you know, put the time and effort into them. And um, uh, excited for Jordan and where he's going and where he, what he can do in his career. Um, but, um, you know, I've been here, um, you know, over 25 years and kind of seen all, all, all through those transitions. And uh, I don't think there's any one particular thing. It's a, it's a multi- multiple things.
0: You know, Mike, uh, the one thing he didn't say in there was a little bit of luck Uh, because as much as you – and you should. You should praise everybody that did the homework on these guys. But sometimes, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of fell into their lap. They weren't supposed to be drafting a quarterback. Roger. You know, and and then to to take a chance on a country bumpkin that was Brett Favre and you see something, but he can't even – you know, they don't even know his name down in Atlanta to then he becomes a star in Green Bay. Sometimes it's just – Man, when everybody else is trying to find the guy and you find him over and over and over again, it's, that's, sometimes it's just a little bit of luck.
1: It's pretty amazing. And, then, yeah. you know, here's the guy who could have been GM, but he decided to take a job 15 years ago. You know, that Ron Wolf class of Reggie McKenzie, I just saw him in the hallway. You know, he's been around the two or three different organizations, but still in the NFL. All these guys that start out for Ron Wolf, and then later Ted Thompson in their 20s, Oh, and under Mike Sherman for a couple of years, John Dorsey is still part of the NFL. John Schneider grew up in Green Bay, but he's been with the Seahawks. He did get to two Super Bowls. They had to move on from 72-year-old Pete Carroll. And John Schneider was asked, what was it like working next to Brian Gutekunst in that Ron Wolf uh, office when you started out? And also uh, together at the Chiefs.
7: Steady. He's just been steady. You know, uh, always has been. Uh, he did an internship in green bay and then we hired him in kansas city uh and he's just always been you know he, he coached he was like a jv i think at lacrosse yeah he was a, he was a coach at, at, at lacrosse and jv team um never wavers just a real steady even keeled works his tail off uh in my opinion he's a very forward communicator we can have conversations on the phone and get caught up in about 10 minutes which i personally like so yeah no and and obviously uh this year the way uh the quarterback played and everything love was just was happy for him everything you know it's 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 not easy i'm really happy for him
0: and mike uh you know also when you, you know you kind of look at the direction that the organization is going and even with you know a guy like john schneider and they've tried to get quarterbacks they got lucky with russell wilson they they grabbed him out of wisconsin and then he kind of became the staple but They've had other guys that have kind of run run through that and they have not found the same success. I mean, no, there's not any franchise that's ever had three Hall of Famers in a row. I'm not saying that Jordan Love will be, but it's hard to get hard to get one, much less two in a row, and then to have more years extended beyond thirty of success.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna skip ahead, Grant to thirteen, because here's the here's the irony that even though John Schneider came from that Ron Wolf school, he says he's only drafted two quarterbacks. I mean, he remember, first they brought in Matt Flynn, the Packers backup,
0: yeah.
1: paid him $24 million and Russell Wilson beat him. Uh, they got Drew Locke on the roster now. And so John Schneider was asked, you know, you need a quarterback. Geno Smith ain't going to be the future. What do you think of this quarterback draft class in 2024?
7: It's a good group. Uh, I don't know where you're going. It's, 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 it's a good group. You know, Greg, I've told you guys in the past, you know, uh, having – uh, growing up in the Packer uh, organization and work for Ron Wolf, uh, not you know 14 drafts, only drafting two quarterbacks, is not something that we're necessarily uh, proud of. You know, um, it's just hap- it just has happened that way. Every year, it's a goal to try to acquire a quarterback, and whether that's a draft, re-agency, whatever it looks like. Uh, but yeah, this this year's uh, draft class is a, is a is a is a is a cool group. A lot a of, lot of variances in there.
0: Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike is down at the uh, Combine Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. We'll get more from Mike coming up here to close things out. And one of the best fish fries out there, uh, by the way, Stolly's Hog Alley. Uh, In Oconomowoc, or Summit, as they call it, right there on Venice Beach Road. Terrific place if you're looking for a place to go and you're out in that area. Stoll's Old 109 if you're in Watertown, going a little bit further north outside of the area. County Road R. You can't go wrong in either place. Both places owned by the same people, and they have basically the same fish fry. But both are fantastic, and they have that salted rye bread. Can't get that at a lot of places. They have it. So I'm telling you, if you're going to recommend a fish fry to somebody or yourself and you're hankering tonight, Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc. Stolz's 0109 out in Watertown. More of the Bill Michaels show. We wrap it up with Mike Clement. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. have you back the bill michaels show final segment mike clemens uh down in indianapolis down at the combine and kind of bringing us whatever news and notes we'll wrap up the combine uh next week with mike but uh so mike uh, i mean you know, there's been a lot of stories that have come out of the Combine. There's a lot of different things floating around down there. We're anxious to see the quarterbacks work out and, you know, obviously who the Packers have and have not interviewed, what direction they might be going. Is there anything else that uh, has kind of, you know, struck you?
1: Two or three things. First of all, the Packers need help at defensive back. Brian Gutekunst says that as much, even though they're going to give Eric Stokes another chance to come back and reestablish his starting position. Uh, you know, Carrington Valentine did a nice job, but they need help. With safety, they're bringing in uh, you know, a secondary-minded coach with a new defensive coordinator in Jeff Halfley. Cooper DeGene is uh, out of Iowa, except he snapped his fibula in practice. But, man, watch this kid, this Iowa Hawkeye kid, uh, and, and his play last year. He's a tough football player, and he could play nickel. He could play safety. Uh, he returns punts and did a nice job with that out of Iowa. Nate Wiggins is a guy that we got to talk to. He has talked to the Packers. He's out of Clemson, a speedy guy, 6'2", you know, a, a little taller than Tremont was, but he's got speed. Terion Arnold out of Alabama, tough football player, defensive back. Maybe those guys will be on the board with those five picks that the Packers have in the top three rounds, and I can cover more of this in those guys next week. Here's a story that just blew me away. Ryan Gudikins talked to us for an hour, and we pretty much got all of our questions answered, or mm-hmm. got a feel for, you know, what his checklist is. And like I say, yeah, they've got some odds and ends to take care of, but really, they they take care of those things. They think that there's enough kids. So there's five or six guys, Defense backs, are going to be on the board that can help them out with the secondary or any of the other other needs. And then there's free agency, and they got a little more money coming in now with the salary cap. So they're not ups- the biggest thing they got to do. Is that Jordan Love thing? Sean Payton talked to the media, the de- the Denver media, the night before most of us got here. And guess how long that meeting went? This is from a guy I've known for years. He used to cover the NFC North. Six hours. Oof. Wow. Sean Payton talked to. I said, "Would you guys talk?" Now it's off the record, but I said, wow. did you guys did you guys talk about fly fishing? He said, "No." It was all football. All I got to think of, you know, it's his story, his side of the story, of what he walked into, and the stuff he's had to change, and the problems he's still facing. I assume George Patton, his GM, is is at his side, but that's got to be all Russell Wilson stuff. Right? Six right. hours, Bill. Six hours. Yeah, yeah you're I not gonna that, you're
0: not you're not gonna put the blank back in that horse. That's for sure. Uh, Russell Wilson's got to go.
1: When I said that to one of the one of the Packers guys, he goes, what did they talk about? I said, that's the same thing. He goes, Mike, he goes, outside of Jordan Love, we're good, man. We, he, we, we're ready to check off all our boxes. And right. in the meantime, uh, you know, a lot of these coaches haven't come down here. Like, you know, Mike McCarthy did not come up from Dallas and all that. You see some of the assistant coaches in the Hawaii. Um, uh, Robert Salah, the Jets head coach, is now coming tomorrow to look at quarterbacks because they're getting rid of Zach Wilson. He's free to get traded, so he's got to find a backup to Aaron Rodgers or the future to Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, you see all these guys that are in, under crises compared to what Green Bay's going through. And then there's Jerry Jones, who not only is, you know got embarrassed by the Packers in the playoffs when he thought they were had potential to get to the Super Bowl this year. Now, of all, there's 52 weeks in the year And this is the week that the paternity test judge, (laughs) he's got the week of the combine. Right. And this was, Jerry, just about a month ago when asked about, you know, are you going to spend more in free agency to try and get you over the top and over the hump instead of getting blown up by the Packers? I would anticipate with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year okay. so when you say is there any thought right. uh I think we'll strainer uh, we' we'll, we'll push the hell out of it okay
5: is that, is that doing something different than you had in the past in, in, in that respect well
1: it, it will be it uh, uh, yeah and it will be going all in on different people than you've done in the past okay. we'll be going all in we've seen some things uh, uh, out of some of the players that we want to be all in on And, yes, I would say that you will see us uh, 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 this coming year not building for the future.
0: Let me say this, Mike, that uh, Jerry going all in is what caused the paternity test to begin with, (laughs) just so you know.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he might want to not say that before a judge. (laughs) Mike, great. Yeah, go ahead. One other quick thing. I've I've been talking about, regime change in Green Bay. Yeah. Right? And, and now they've started the official search for Mark Murphy's replacement. And I'll, I guess I'll talk to you more about this too next week, but I'll tell you what they love working for Mark Murphy. When you, when you think opposed to guys like Jerry Jones and some of these other owners, they the football operations loves working for Mark Murphy in the way things have been the last two or three years, ups and downs and the rocky things with Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, they want to get their Super Bowl ring now because they have no idea who the next person might be. Right. I'll leave it at that. No doubt,
0: Mike, good stuff. Uh, Appreciate it. We'll talk again uh, on Monday. We'll wrap up the Combine and look forward to everything else as free agency gets set uh, to be upon us as well, okay?
1: Thank you, Bill. Have a good weekend, Mike.
0: Great stuff. There you go. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline, and that's funny. uh, Going all in. Uh, We want to go all in. We're going to be all in. Everybody's all in, and. That was. <laughs> that is what got him into trouble with the paternity thing to begin with. So there you have it. Grant, uh, get over to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We will talk to you out in Maryville next week. Okay. I'm going to bring you the latest
2: on our uh, our boys and brew spring training next week. I'm looking forward to All talking right. to you from Arizona. All right, buddy.
0: There you have it. That's a week in the books. Get out, enjoy a fish Friday night, have yourself a fun time tomorrow. Get out and enjoy the weather on Sunday, 65 and more and sunny. And that's what I'm going to do. So uh, until we talk again Monday morning, time for us to go. Have a go. Uh